try to play your PMC as much as possible because I played my first wipe. I played a lot of scav reserve because that was like everyone was like, oh, go reserve scav to make money. And I was like, okay. Oh, a paracord? You know, anyways. So, um, but that really kind of hurt me because then when I was playing reserve with some of my buddies, I was like really lost on where people were. You know what I mean? Like the flow of the map. Because yeah. I was used to like the scav flow, which is very like, let me move methodically from building to building, you know, grabbing loot as I go. And I have all these extracts open to me. Whereas on, um, you know, PMC, it's limited. I, I guess maybe interchange in your case, it's not that different. But the the biggest thing you can learn is the spawns and where people are the hotspots, where people are going to go. That's if you can learn that, then you got like 70% of the gameplay. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's like, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I do agree with you. I feel. Welcome to Skep Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on theory crafting, gameplay discussion, and keeping up with the development of the game. I'm one of your hosts, Church. And I'm your other host, Geek Beef. And welcome to the show. All right. So, Giga, how you been, man? I've, I've been good. A minute. I've been good. I've been good. Yeah, we were just saying, like, just before we started, that mm-hmm. we hadn't actually spoken that much before doing this one. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a little bit more, I don't know, ad hoc, I suppose. But um, yeah, I was just saying about like all the different. Oh, I just keep having issues with random things this is the the problems with having a new pc but i've got like this ridiculous setup where like my new box is on top of my old box got nowhere to put the old box and it's like i've got the the mics like stretched all the way over from the side it's like Mm -hmm. pinned it's like almost as far as it can go on it's like stretch mount and stuff and then every time i change anything i have to unplug everything that's why like the microphone was disconnected um it wasn't wasn't giving any sound anyway it's it's uh it's all good it's all good but um yeah i think things have been going okay things are going okay how about you Pretty good. I wanted to ask you, um, how's how's what's life being like a dad? How's it going, man? How how old's the little one now? She is four and a half months now. She's wow. she's doing well. She's doing well. I would say the first, well, the first bit for me, especially, was very very difficult. And they don't give much back, you know, because you just have to feed them and they just you know do their thing. Um, but you know, I think it was the point where she started smiling and like giving something back. Then it's, I see that, it saying, gets yeah. it gets a bit better. And also. I think the, the start's hard because you just don't know anything. It's a bit like starting in like a new job or something, right? Where like everything you try mm-hmm. to do, you don't know how to do anything. You have to like ask on on anything. And after a while you go, okay, well, we've got into, you know, understand what this is, understand this. And you get like a, a firm like base and then you build on it. And that's, and that's the good thing. So I'd say after like one month, it got a lot easier because we were just like, just mentally, it's not like, it's nothing, there's nothing difficult about it really. It's just like, it's very, very time consuming. And mm-hmm. you're on this like, on this regime and my wife does a, a fantastic job because she looks after her like most of the time um but you're kind of just like on this cycle and it's it's yes yeah, it's it's, t- it's tough because you know you you have to go with their rhythm and when they need something you just have to go and do it and that, and that's it but once you then can kind of anticipate when things need to happen i think because before about around like the feeding and stuff we just had like no idea when or trying to read the you know how, how do you like read on a baby's face whether it's like hungry or whether it needs a toilet yeah. or like nappy change or like food or whatever 
Um, and after a while, you you kind of uh, you kind of get an idea of like when they might want to eat next and that kind of thing. Because at first, it's just like how often does a baby even eat? You know, it's 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 a bit random. But um, but yeah, it's, it's it's good. It's really good. I mean, she looks like a little person now rather than just kind of like a baby. I mean, she's still very small. Yeah, she's she's actually quite a little baby. She's um like the thirtieth percentile. So she's um she's dinky, but she's very sweet and it's it's going good. We've got into a good rhythm. So um I'm happy about it. It's it's all it's all very very good. I can't imagine being a parent. I, a, I would be like terrified I'm doing something wrong. And then B, I would probably just Google like every little thing. Like, why is that the crying higher pitch this time? You know, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think it is bad nowadays now that we have the internet. Like you can kind of WebMD your way to, you know, yeah. worry. I just, I, I'm I'm the one that try to kind of like tries to like chill out a bit more. And um, mm. my wife's always a bit more kind of like looking out for stuff. But sometimes she's right. And sometimes I'm right to just like chill out. So it's a good it's a good balance but yeah it's it's, yeah. it's not easy and you don't you don't know what the right thing to do is most of the time you just right. have to like look at everything and just like make your best judgment and, and go with it <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's fun though it, it is fun it is fun it definitely is fun but yeah i mean the time i think the timing thing is probably the biggest thing for me it's just like so mm. so so all in all encompassing and um i think especially like if you know, one parent is kind of looking after them more than the other, then it's like any any sort of downtime, you're like trying to balance between, you know, doing this and then like, you know, speaking to my friends from home and um and you know and seeing seeing her and being with us as a family. And in some ways that's been made easier because of the lockdown. Like I know I know the situation around the world's like in different in different places, but like here in the UK we've been locked down forever and we're still in yeah. lockdown now. And we're gonna be locked down for another couple of months too, it seems. Um because they kind of screwed you- it up once. And do you work from home? Yeah, I don't I that's do. something you want to talk about. I, I, I do, I do, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really talk about my job, but um, I, I do work from home. So okay, okay. So well, I figured you'd have to since you're in lockdown. I can't imagine. Yeah, there's like people. People are going into into work and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You can you like you can go to work, but it's you know if you can work away, then you should kind of thing. I see. So, yeah, it's um. It's a funny situation, but in some ways that's kind of made it a bit easier because you don't have like yeah. a billion people coming around and all this kind of stuff. So Yeah, definitely. And then you yeah. get to, you know, help out with the little one too. Yeah. I'm sure your yeah. wife's really happy about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's much it's much better for that. It's much better for that. It'd yeah. be it'd be horrible otherwise, actually. Uh, a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. But yeah, so what have uh, what have you been up to? Um, not much. I started Getting back into Tarkov, man, I was just like, you know, I played DayZ and, you know, it was an experience and I can appreciate it, Um, but I definitely started appreciating Tarkov more and I was like, man, just the the fact that you can learn to range, just be in the action is like, because they took like, I feel like Tarkov, they took that DayZ aspect where like you're in the military sector of the map and it's like really tense because there's like, you know, other people want to go there too. They like took that and, and just scaled it to the Tarkov gameplay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just I've been I've been actually I made an effort to start learning Reserve. And, okay. Um, I've been streaming that because that's also kind of helped me play Tarkov. Is streaming. I, I don't. Know, just otherwise, it's just kind of get bored too easily. Mm. But um, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun. Definitely learning. Very quickly, where the spawns are on reserve. 
<laughs> very quickly i'm learning where they are that's good i've heard, i've heard a lot of stuff about the reserve spawns i've actually never been spawn killed on reserve which might surprise a lot of people really yeah i've never been spawn killed on reserve and i don't really know why that is i'm i'm sort of like broadly wherever the spawns are i wouldn't say reserve is like my best map but i'm kind of know i kind of know where they are um i've been i've definitely been killed like within 30 seconds that's like something that has happened but it's never yeah. just been like i load in and the text is still on the screen and my head's been blown oh, okay. off you know it's never been quite like that so um yeah i don't i can't say i've had that happen definitely 30, within 30 seconds though i've fought someone or actively was looking to shoot at someone at their spawn. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that does make sense. And that's good that you've been enjoying Tarkov on, on stream. I actually, it's funny because like back when I used to play PUBG, I only used to play with my friends like exclusively. And I used to, mm. I, I like used to try a bit of solo every now and then. And I just found it really boring. I just didn't like to play it. And it's weird because like Tarkov plays so well as a solo player a lot of the time. There's like the, the other guy who I used to play with a lot um, from kind of like my, you know, real life friends he mm -hmm. like we often we ended up just like hanging out in discord and playing separately because like so many of the questions yeah. just like you end up tripping over each other right you both got to try and get pmc kills you both got to try and get scout kills and stuff yep. and it's like it doesn't necessarily help to have two of you and you're trying to you know coordinate with each other and stuff um so it's quite interesting because like now i find it i don't know like i actually really like playing solo but i also really love playing solo on stream with chat it's so good right because you've got like yes. you've got like a ton of people just like watching over your shoulder and like some yes. people I've, I've said this on stream before like some people hate people just like backseat gaming i think a lot of people you know complain about backseat gaming but genuinely i would miss loads of stuff like my chat helps me so much and i i really don't mind like if people want to give me suggestions about where to go like i don't have to do it right they're not in control of my keyboard so if they say something and i don't like it <laughs> i'll just not do that yeah um it normally happens where people are just like, this is the fastest way out of interchange. And I'm just like, I don't know the map well enough. And we're going to talk about this. But um, and I'm just like, I'm going to have to go the route that I know out. Otherwise, I'm going to die mm -hmm. because I don't know the other way, even if it's even if it's faster or if it's safe or whatever. Like, I, I don't know it. So I, I can't do it. But bef yeah, before we jump fully into Tarkov, I just wanted to mm -hmm. very briefly yes, talk about yes. what I've been up to mostly this week, which um, has actually been playing a bit of Valheim. Which is uh, Alheim. yeah, the one that everybody's playing. It's this like Viking survival oh, yeah. type game, and it's yeah, been quite yeah, yeah. it's been quite fun because um, my real life friends have got a server for it. I've probably played like a, a fifth of m as much as everyone else. I've just kind of like jumped in and just like had a mess around kind of thing, mm -hmm. and it's good. It's always good to like revisit these kind of like survivally routes. It's um, it's like Minecraft had a baby with the forest, is the way <laughs> I would describe it for people who've played both of those games um because it kind of it kind of like plays out like the forest but like not scary because the, the forest is very is very scary and valheim's kind of like a toned down version of that but like minecraft like you know you do the beginning of the game and then there's no threat anymore at all um and it, it's just completely sandbox and just up to you entirely whereas like Valheim's a bit more like you know here you go to the next crafting thing and like this is how you build up to the next thing and minecraft's a little bit like that but this is a lot more structured it's just like you know you go through you know stone stuff into bronze things into iron things that kind of thing and there's like different biomes where different things happen and it's quite carefully designed and there's like somebody wrote on twitter i think that basically like it feels like the developers of that game played like every other survival game and have played a lot of them and put all of the good stuff from all of the different ones into one game they didn't really do anything new but they just packaged it all together mm. really nicely into one game and it's just like really satisfying and that's really yeah it that's 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 true and i think it's worth checking out i think i think it's good i think it's good fun it's it's been a good blast at least and uh, it's got nice progression it's kind of like that thing of you know there's like micro objectives 
to try and achieve all the time. So you kind of always know what you're trying to do next. Um, and so it like compels you to keep playing. This is why people are complaining about like, you know, they're just like, oh, what's this? Another survival game. And then it's like 4 a.m. and the like, sun's coming up outside the curtain. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, i got to work in two hours. You know, that kind of thing. It's, yeah. um, it seems to be a little, a little bit like that. So I've been, I've been having fun with it. I think, it's, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I, um, one of my buddies, he, in the Discord when he posted a like video on Scum. And I was like, oh, I remember this game. Because it's <laughs> like another like, yeah shooter looter like survival game yeah and then we just went down this rabbit hole of like all these other games that are like in development like dead side mm, dead not, matter I've not played it yeah which i got those two confused i didn't realize there was a difference between, oh, between yeah. the two because <laughs> they literally <laughs> have the same name basically <laughs> uh, and i was just kind of like wow there's a lot of games that are like trying to break out in this genre this whole like shooter looter survival aspect yeah i think there's just like there's so much that you can do in it and you can take things right from like the survival-y kind of end through to the hardcore mm-hmm. end through to the shooter end it's just like there's lots of like elements of the game that you can yeah. like put more or less of you know there's like the whole building thing which is in most survival games is obviously not in tarkov because yeah. it's not tarkov's not really a survival game so to speak mm-hmm. it's like a shooter with survival elements i would i would argue. yeah um but yeah it's it's cool i mean i do i do like those games and yeah, they predominantly stem from that kind of like daisy kind of feel, but uh, it's it's good. It's good to check them out once in a while. I normally like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm like the complete opposite of like somebody who, you know, goes on the Steam sale and buys everything. I'm just like the complete opposite. I play like one game for like four years, which is basically how yeah. I ended up like doing this. It's just like played Dota for like four years and then I've been playing Tarkov for like two two years, two and a half years or something. And I'm just like such a, I'm such a specialist. I can't even help myself. Like I'm just such yeah. a specialist. But I, I mean, when you find a, a good game, it's just like, it, you're just compelled to keep playing it, you know? That's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. What, yeah. So what I want to talk about, and you kind of alluded to it as well, which is quite, um, which is quite good, I think, to lead us into the discussion, is around learning new maps in Tarkov. And I think this is, is it can be as general as like learning the game as a new player plus you know going to try something different as an experienced player because you know there's a lot of maps right and people yeah. have vastly different rankings in terms of like which ones they like to play or and it really seems to depend on kind of like which ones you took a liking to when you kind of like you know growing up in the game kind of thing and then at some point you just kind of stop playing certain maps um outside of doing some of the quests and for me that map is interchange by a long way um and I don't know, I like, I don't mind, I, I can scav on interchange and do some bits and pieces. Like, you know, I even put video up about some loot runs on interchange because yep, like the outside bit is, you know, the caches or, or, and all that yep. stuff. Like I can do that. That's just fine. But man, I've got to go and kill killer and take his helmet. And it is probably the quest that I fear the most out of all of them. And I find the the central section of the mall so hard. It's so confusing. My sense of direction isn't that great anyway. And I actually rely a lot on like landmarks, which is why I tend to play a lot outside. Um, like resorts are not too bad because it's all in like one line. So I, it's very hard to get yourself kind of mixed up. Um, mm-hmm. But I find interchange awful. It just like everything that I'm not good at, it just like hits all of those points. And I basically just want to get better at it. And I, I spend a bit of time on stream trying to go and do the the killer quest 
And um, I was like, yeah, well, just, uh, you know, got loads of money from Bitcoins and stuff. I'll just take like loads of good gear and basically just like donated like six hex grids in a row to people in Interchange. And that was kind of like the crux of it. It was just kind of like, if you're learning a new map, even if you're an experienced player and you have the kit, like, should you bother taking that stuff? It just feels kind of dumb to waste it, right? If you're going to just like die to one shot yeah. from someone that you don't even see them, right? Because, and, and this is like, this is the point. If when I'm playing Interchange, it feels so much more like the beginning of the game to me than other maps because I don't know where the angles are. Yes. I don't know really where other people are going to be just because I'm not used to it. Yep. And I get shot out of nowhere without knowing where I was shot from way more on Interchange than any other map just because literally just because I don't know it. And so even if you can afford to, right, it feels like, yeah, as I said, it feels like kind of stupid to just like take a load of kit in because half the time, like it literally makes no difference because I'm just going to die anyway. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what your take is on it. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think that the listen gear and Tarkov and good ammo, ammo is maybe the most important thing. But uh, nothing's going to beat knowledge in this game, in my opinion. You know, so when I would say if you're trying to learn a new map, absolutely go for budget, like budget builds, something to mid max because you're you're going <laughs> you're you're clueless. And interchange. I remember when I first started playing the, the the game, a buddy of mine loved interchange, and I was scared shitless of that map. But I was basically forced to learn it because that's the only map he wanted to play. <laughs> so I learned interchange. Yeah. And part of the thing with interchange, especially, is there's like a certain flow to the map. Like depending on where you spawn, you know where other spawns are. So you know kind of like where the hotspots are, where people are going to like travel. And because the map is like a giant eight track almost, like once you're inside the mall, like it's just like a bunch of squares that like touch each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're walking through as a new player, you're freaking out because you're thinking, not even a new player, just someone learning the map. You're thinking that someone's sitting in literally every store. So you don't know, like you're like scanning every store, every corner. I don't know if you you've experienced that, but when I was, I remember when I was first learning it, I was definitely doing that. I was like scared shitless that there was going to be someone in every store I was walking past. I, 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 I kind of know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I, I feel like I end up sort of going the other way with it though. Like, especially now, mm -hmm. I think like as a new player, I definitely was like that and just like would creep around the edge and like never even really go into the center because it was just like so scary and you just feel so exposed. Yeah. Whereas now I'm on the other end of just like, playing the other maps and knowing how I should feel on the other maps and being almost probably like probably a bit um I don't know like blase about it and just being like mm -hmm. well like I can't reasonably be expected to check all this stuff because there's just there's so there's just too many angles there's just there's so many angles to check out yeah. and the funny thing is like yeah most of the time um most of the time when you're wandering around like unless it's right near the start and you're going for like the killer areas most of the time you can wander around inside and not see anybody like unless you're like under tech light or something. So it gives you that sort of false sense of security as well. Sometimes when you're just like, well, you know, I can wander around some of the outside bits, like in some of the non hot bits and like not really see anybody too much. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just like, Oh God, there was actually a hilarious moment, which I'm still figuring out like what format to put it into. I was like thinking about putting it up on Twitter just as like a little clip or something, just like put me mm -hmm. in it at the end. Cause I'm just like looting this body. You can just hear out my like left ear. You can just hear this all clonking, clonking on, on one of the escalators. And then you could just, you just hear this out of the corner and I stand up and there's literally five dudes running down the, 
<laughs> down the oh, corridor no. alley. I just like spray with my M4, clip the first guy in the face, and like run to the side. And then firing at the second guy, I managed to escape because I think like they were so confused. There was like so many of them. That it's actually very difficult to catch a solo player um, when you don't know who's who. Um, yeah. But I was just like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, so th- <laughs> things like that happen, and it's um, you can hear people from quite far away actually if you're wearing headphones on interchange and there's like it's even just like stupid stuff like some of the shops have like wood flooring and i like take one step in and i'm just like (gasps) everybody just heard that oh god um yeah i don't know i i feel like it's one of those funny things right and and this is i think there's something that maybe like new players don't realize so much it's like gear when you're new doesn't really matter at all because you're going to die really quickly to people who know the maps, know the angles, like yes. hear, you, hear you slash see you coming before you do, and then just kill you. And so it's one of those things, right? Like, I don't advocate taking in no kit, but I think you should take in something that's like, you know, ruthlessly min-maxed in that way. So you can yeah. still kill other people. That's why I recommend the, the Hunter a lot. I am I'm actually slowly changing my mind on that, by the way. I'm changing it over to the something like the rfb but i'm not i'm not sure that's for another time Ooh, um, i love that maybe maybe i don't know i'm still, t- I'm still I, I also kind of think the rfb is a little bit more of an attractive offer but yeah yeah like it's a little bit more expensive but the, the biggest problem with the hunter and it's something that like because i talk a lot to people in my comments because i mm-hmm. find that they i st- i kind of stopped taking it as criticism and just like try to absorb as much knowledge out of the comments as as i can right because like you know yeah i spend a lot of time thinking about tarkov rant but i'm just one dude ultimately at the end of the day whereas like the people who watch my stuff you get like hundreds of comments from people and you get loads of different perspectives and sometimes people say stuff that you just haven't thought of and um normally i'm thinking about it from my perspective and i'm just like oh well you know the hunter's great and it's got like five and ten round mags and stuff and um, a lot of people are just like well you can't buy those right and they're really expensive on the fleet so it kind of kind of sucks you can't buy the ten rounders the rfb you can get like 20s like straight off the bat okay so i'm like slowly changing my mind but um yeah it's it's one of those things it's like the gear matters once you already kind of know what you're doing and then you're in like a fair fight with somebody else who's like equally skilled and that's the point at which the gear then makes a difference it's like it's funny because like playing a map that you know like it just feels like such a world of difference like going onto customs as a scav with like a kedder and a level three armor and running around there feels so different to turning up on customs with like a level five rig and a face shield, right? Like I play differently. I get this. I play a lot more um, probably fast and loose with my PMC than I do with my scav in some ways, because it really depends. Like it, it, even firefights anyway, I can kind of just like, just, you know, push the go button and just like <laughs> over people because, because the gear allows you to do that. Whereas on, on interchange, because I'm, you know, much closer to the a new player on interchange than I am an experienced player. It's like, it's quite like, you know, what I recommend other people to do, which is like, don't just take in your best gear, just take in stuff that allows you to run lots of, lots of different raids. And I was like, well, I will just compensate for my lack of experience just with all this gear, you know, with, with a ton of gear instead. And uh, yeah, as I said, I basically just ended up like donating 600,000 rubles worth of gear to, uh, to people like six raids in a row, because I just don't have that experience to, to hold up. And it's, it's the experience that's more important than, um, than, than the gear. Um, so, I guess like the, the the next question that you kind of have to ask yourself then is like if you do actually want to learn mm-hmm. such a map, 
Like, how do you go about doing it? Because I find it very difficult to motivate myself to go to Interchange. And it's quests like these that make me go. Because a lot of the quests in, in Interchange, you don't actually really have to kill anyone or go to the hot areas. You go, like, picking up books and, like, checking out, like, you know, textile stores and, like, random stuff like this. Whereas, like, the kill killer and get his helmet quest is, like, you got to go right into the eye, you know, right into the center. And go and, and and go and rip stuff up. And I've had some quite fun fights in there, to be perfectly honest with you. It's actually been okay. Like I've I've kind of been alternating between like the MDR, the the M4, Ooh. and the MP7. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw Killer. This is um this is a mistake that I won't make twice. Like last time I did it with the MP7, I got incredibly lucky, and I was like, I'll just do it again. So I just turned up with the MP7 with uh, FMJ and hit him like eight times in the chest and then he shot me i was like oh, yeah, yeah i should have taken the uh, the good stuff yeah i should have taken the apsx they, they buffed them too since that time yeah so it's he actually a lot HP, harder yeah. it's a lot harder than than when i first did that and i kind of was like this is very borderline and i don't know if i should but i had the kit already on me and i was like <laughs> rather than just like redo everything let's just let's just do it like maybe we kill another pmc or something because the mp7 has actually been working out really well for me recently and i thought we'll just go and try it and uh, yeah i just got i got dinged by him so i was like fine let's just talk let's go big bullets but i don't really like semi i'm not really a semi-auto person and mm-hmm. so i was like right we'll do we'll do the mdr instead but um yeah had had some like other good fights with people and, and kept kept getting shot but it's like it's it's interesting it's like it's difficult because you, you have to you have to go for it and you want to give yourself like the best chance that you can without like breaking the bank and making sure that you can actually run that kit yeah you know a number of times without worrying too much and i think like for me it's quite useful just to like have a load of stuff set up because it's actually i mean this is going to be like a you know tarkov first world problem but for me it's more like the time of like assembling these kits than it is about the actual cash because like by the time you've got the bitcoin farm up and you're running i mean i say this every single podcast but like you get two million rubles a day right and if you don't play an awful lot in the week like i I said i've played a little bit less Tarkov this week it's been you know playing valheim with the guys you basically like go from you know one weekend to the next and you're just like okay well if i don't play for you know two or three days by carry on collecting all my stuff i've got six million right and it's just like it's just insane it's just an insane amount of money so yeah and so then it's just like it doesn't really matter about the kits if you run like you know a couple of raids a day kind of thing and more about just like okay well i want to change over to the m4 and i've got to like take off this and put this on and put this and change my secure container over and blah 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 especially even changing maps you know if you want to take paracord with you for, for reserve and this kind of thing like Changing around stuff, I'm doing less and less. I feel like over, as time goes on, I'm being more specific. So, like, if I'm going to learn interchange, I'm going to play it like ten times in a row with the same kit, with the same gear, um, and try and be nice and consistent about it. And yeah, and go in and sort of like learn those pathways. I think that's one thing that I'm still trying to figure out is like the route from the spawns into the center, which is like I kind of like. Obviously, like I know, I know it broadly speaking, but it's like the minutiae around like when are you most likely to actually hit someone else? Where are they going to be? Which angles are they going to be looking at? Like it's those it's those kind of things that I'm trying to work on, and I'm finding quite yeah, you know, it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, to sort to sort of get my thoughts and answer your question, I think you should try to play more on your PMC as often as possible because you will. Like, A, I think you need to accept that you're going to die. I mean, because, like we've already established, you just, you don't know the angles, you don't know the the routes, how pe- where the spawns are. Um, so just accept you're going to die, so bring in a budget kit. B, try to do your homework. I think um, 
Vox-E did a video very recently on interchange spawns, which I thought was a really good video. Um, so check that out, Giga. Because that actually was a good video. I'll go check it out. I actually will check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, that helps a ton because now you can find the routes where either you want to avoid or you're going to be at least conscious of where people potentially are going to be running with you. Because honestly, in my opinion, from my experience, I don't get a lot of spawn fights on Interchange. It's typically more so at the hot spots where people rush. And that's sort of the big thing about Interchange this wipe is Interchange is like the money map. Like it's it's way more profitable than any other map. Um, yeah. Like Labs is is not profitable <laughs> at all. But um, because the the Bitcoin farm, the Tetris, like whatever you get, you can just those two items alone. If you put and them in the your fuel, container, the fuel situation, fuel even, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So interchange is the map for money. So a lot of people are rushing spawns. I guess that's a little specific to this map, but. Yeah, I, I would really say too. Spawns though, like I haven't been spawn killed so far. And I would say too that try to play your PMCs as much as possible because I played my first wipe. I played a lot of Scav Reserve because that was like everyone was like, "Oh, go Reserve Scav to make money." And I was like, "Okay, oh, a paracord, you know." Anyways, so um, but that really kind of hurt me because then when I was playing Reserve with some of my buddies, I was like really lost on where people were. You know what I mean? Like the flow of the map. Because mm-hmm. I was used to like the scav flow, which is very like, let me move methodically from building to building, you know, grabbing loot as I go. And I have all these extracts open to me. Whereas on, um, you know, PMC, it's limited. I, I guess maybe interchange in your case, it's not that different. But the the biggest thing you can learn is the spawns and where people are the hot spots, where people are going to go. That's if you can learn that, then you got like 70% of the gameplay. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's like, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I do agree with you. I feel one reason why I find it change so tricky is because I find that like some of the other maps have like kind of more of a set map flow in, in them. Like the bit, the mm-hmm. beginning bit always kind of plays out in one particular way, which is, which is kind of okay. And like, I'm, I'm figuring it out. There's, it's just something that you just got to like play a bunch and just like. One area Uh-oh. and then these ones aren't. Hmm? Oh, you froze for a we second. Good? You're back now. We good? Okay. Okay. Something froze, um, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, like you, you kind of like after a bit, you're just like, yeah, I know which ones are close to the killer spawn areas, that kind of thing. I know how I'm going to. Mm-hmm you know get in and that and that kind of stuff but then it's like after that first five minutes i find i find interchange very very strange because like people could be upstairs and downstairs and there's so many angles it's like quite a lot of like open like upstairs downstairs fights and people can get like crazy overlook on on certain certain like rooms and, and buildings and that kind of thing whereas on a map like customs you just don't really have that right people tend to like traverse through the map in, in like quite a myth- methodical way i would say like you kind of ex- know where to expect people broadly yeah um, whereas like because interchange is kind of so as you said like a bunch of squares connected it's not just like mm-hmm. oh well someone's going to be in crack house or someone's going to be up on like the construction building or someone's going to be mm-hmm. in you know the gas station or whatever it's kind of like these set hot spots which are like disconnected by the paths between these hot spots whereas like yes 
I find interchanges just a bit a bit weird. I mean, it still has those hotspots, but it's kind of got like all these extra angles too, because it's like it is like I would argue it is a more complicated map in that respect, right? It's like yeah, the it's like you took parts of another map because like it's, it's it's weird, right? If you think about it, like conceptually, having like multiple stories is almost like stacking bits of the map on top of each other, like this, right? And so it's almost right. like having like I mean, this is going to be a really strange analogy, but it's almost a bit like a wormhole. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you took customs and then you said, oh, well, customs, the map is like going to have some weird wormhole on it. So you can like, oh, look, you can look through and you can shoot people on the in the USEC building from Big Red. Right. Whereas like interchange is like that because it's like you can be in one place and someone could be like all the way up here and they can see you and shoot at you. I don't know. Maybe I'm just my mind's blown just by buildings. Who knows? But uh, I find it's just like that sort of three dimensional element. The fact that people can be kind of all over the place and. Um, and it's uh, it's. It's it's a minefield for me, honestly. It it's well. See, what's interesting is it kind of goes both ways. The way the map, because how I think about the map re- recently, I thought about this is it kind of reminds me of a classic CS:GO map like Dust Two, and I, it, I, I hope people are familiar with Dust Two because it's a great map. But it's essentially three lanes, right? You got the mid lane, and that connects to B site and A site, which B site would be left and A site would be right. And they all they all connect, but it's basically three lanes and mid kind of like is the bridge between both lanes. And interchange has a lot of that. So say you're fighting, say you're at Kiba and Killa's and Brutal, which Brutal is like that. I don't know. It's like the room he's always in most of the time in that little corner right mm. across from Kiba. And you could, in theory, go all the way around and flank and wrap on them. You could like go back towards the hole in, in the ground and go like to the right, you, and then you could go to the right. You could go to the left. You could even go underground and go all the way to like I don't know, uh, Goshen side and go up the Goshen escalators and then be in Goshen and then come through tents and then run down. You know, there's like all these like flank routes, which. Yeah makes the you it, that's the part i, I personally because that's kind of like my play style is i like to flank you know if i'm like in a bad if i'm getting shot at or if i'm fighting someone i want to like get a different angle on them from like a better position they're not going to expect you know so it really plays into my play style and interchange really has a nice aspect to that like say someone's upstairs shooting down at you assuming you're not stuck in a store you could take one of the mini routes to get upstairs. You could, you know, go up the main escalators. You could go back to Ollie, go up those escalators by Tech Light. You could even go um, near furniture near Ollie. There's like these double doors. We call them Ollie Secret. And you can go in like the secret area and go up this staircase and come up on the second floor. Like there's, there's just tons of like options for flanking, which is part of the beauty of the map for me, anyways. Yeah, see, I think that's the thing. Is like the map is just quite complicated, and I just don't know that well. And I think there's, um, I don't yes. know. I, I think there might be a temptation. For, I'm sure other people have a similar experience who don't like interchanges of being like playing it as a scav, knowing mm-hmm. the areas like outside, as they said, and knowing kind of like because that's the thing, right? It's like I know that Ollie, the sort of like the back of Goshan, and. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the those warehouses bits like really yeah. well because I've run them a million times. Yes, and 
I know the bit kind of like around the hole and the kibber, like just that bit, really, to be honest with you. And then outside mm-hmm. of that, like some of like there's the there's that back stairs. I don't know if you're talking about the same one, but there's like that staircase. It's like an actual real set of stairs that like goes around. Yes, to, like, and it spirals. Yeah, up, sort like, of. Genuinely, I can't. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where that is on the map. Like this is yes. this is the thing, right? It's about like it's about learning that learning those maps like in depth. But I find interchange mm-hmm. so big; it takes a long time to. Actually it is a big map. It. it actually is a big map. And I just like the other maps. I've like even if I don't play them that much, I've just kind of like learned it just by like dabbling. But mm-hmm. interchange, like it's not enough. Like I've played interchange a bunch of times, and I still don't know half the stuff about it. Like you have to make a conscious effort to go and like probably explore the different areas i think and like yeah make it your mission to go and like okay we're gonna go to this area or go through here because the alternative i think is to like go and like wander around in offline mode with the map up and just like figure it out but yeah it's kind of boring right i'm not sure if i really want to waste my time doing that yeah if you're like really new and you're figuring extracts and stuff um maybe i do once or twice but also it's just like interchange is so huge too that it would take you ages to go around and do the whole thing Um, yeah because like you said, it's the you got the garage, you got the main floor, and then within that main floor, there's like the external warehouses that leads to like the outside. Same with the yeah. garage, that leads to the outside. And then you yeah. got the second floor. Like there's it's a big map when you think about it. Exactly. I think like out of the whole thing, I think it is the it's the underground section, like the parking section. That that actually oh, does 100%. cause me the most issues. That causes me the yes. most issues by far. It all looks identical. And yes. I am most of the time I have no no idea where I am. And it's just yep. like it's just playing it as PMC. It's just like such a such an issue, and like being actually in the mm-hmm. store. But um, yeah, I mean, like, what, so you what, was it interchange the first map that you played and learned then? Uh, between that and customs, yeah, because my like I said, my buddy he basically forced me to <laughs> like if I, I wanted to play with him, so I was like, fine, I'll learn this map. I hated it, but eventually I grew to love it. Yeah, but it's, I, it, I want to love interchange. I do. Yeah, it, I I do feel like it's a bit. It's I find it's a common map that people dislike a lot, and I think just because the learning. Now that we're talking about it, the learning curve is actually pretty high on it because it is a really big map, and those flanks you can do like maybe to me and some other people who've played a ton of interchange, like it's you know common knowledge or easy, but yeah. when you think about it, it's very complex. Like. Yeah. There's a lot of options you could do. Exactly. I would I would say the biggest thing, man, if you could learn the hotspot and kind of how especially now, people are just like rushing. I mean, that's kind of the meta of the game right now. People rush loot. Like mm-hmm. even on reserve, I I'm starting to learn certain spawns are just going to beat me there, but I can possibly get a different angle. You yeah. know, like if I spawn up on dome, I know I should look down into drop down room because there's going to be someone jumping into drop down like it's guaranteed you know it's just it's kind of funny but yeah i think it's it's one of those weird things and like again it's maybe down to like a little bit of like my weird sort of like economy centric play style which is that mm-hmm. i get accused of like you know not really looting anything and again it's i've never really <laughs> done like hatchet running of like gpu rooms yeah. or, or anything like that and so and then i don't have that kind of like you know i don't necessarily advocate it but i i don't really have that experience of just like you know finding the quickest route into TechLite or into Rasmussen or whichever and mm-hmm. like snagging stuff and then leaving. Like I genuinely have never run raids like that. And when you come in a scav, it's already gone already. So I you know I do the other stuff. Yeah. I do the industrial loot and the and the um 
and the caches and, and that kind of thing. And so I just don't have that base of knowledge to do it. And it's like half the time, I, I'm just not, I'm interested in getting into, you know, fun fights and learning the map. I'm just, but I'm not, not really that interested in the loot most of the time. It's like kind of weird. I don't know. It's like the loot to shooter thing, but the Bitcoin situation hasn't helped. Like I, I wasn't that interested in loot last wipe and this wipe I'm like completely uninterested. Like I'm, I can make more money not playing the game than going in and, you know, trying to, Try, I guess I uh, you would make more money if you actually went and did it. But you know what I mean? Like you make you make enough outside. Um, maybe yeah. I ruined the game for myself by pushing the hideout too much. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a weird one. It's it's a weird one. I'm just like I don't find myself with the the desire to go and rush rooms. I kind of want to go and and do kind of fun stuff. And I think this is like what I alluded to last time. And this is what led me on to thinking about talking about this in the first place. Is that yeah. This wipe for me is like the self-improvement wipe. Mm -hmm. And I've I've been not, I wouldn't say learning factory, but I've been learning to play aggressively on factory. And yeah, it's been fair. it's been an absolute blast. And I've had an amazing time because like I know factory quite well anyway, and it's time it's tiny, right? It's, it's very quick to learn. But I, I've always played like once I get to a certain amount of money and I'm only playing PMC, I pretty much use my scav when it's off cooldown every time to run factory because you get in almost instantly there's no wait there's no countdown you're just like straight in and you know there's going to be somebody either like in the underground in the forklift area or up in office and you can just like shift w straight into somebody and get a firefight for free and it's um it's just kind of fun i just like it and so then playing like that as pmc has been really really great and um i think like i'm actually going to do like a factory guide soon it's uh, obviously you know i'm I'm not like the best player in the world. Right? I'm not, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm no, I'm no kind of like top 100, you know, Punisher factory <laughs> player, but I think there's definitely value to be had from people who've like, who are kind of, you know, at my stage of the game who can kind of like give people tips that, cause I don't know, there's like sometimes the, the stuff that the, um, well, a lot of the big streamers don't really do that kind of, uh, do that kind of guide anyway. They're just For really sure. good. And that's just the way it is. Um, and so there's so there's value there to begin with. And secondly, you know, I can't rely on like shroud like aim. So you have to do other stuff and like kind of get a tactical advantage over people and like get a knowledge advantage and that kind of thing, which is as you alluded to previously, right? Where Tarkov really, really shines. Um, but clearly, you know, I was recording another video and I was just thinking, like, well, talking about like head and face arm, it's just like, well, if you hit your headshots, most of the time you're just gonna win, right? In in this game. Yeah. Um, it's not really about shooting, but like if you are really good, then it is and and you you know you'll you'll win all the time so I, I don't know i think there's value in that kind of like experience sort of like intermediary kind of player um because not everything works for people who who aren't like absolutely cracked you know <laughs> but um but it's been it's been good it's been good i started doing it with um the end of the punisher and uh with the svd and a few other things and i've, I've just been kind of like running it a bit more casually to get like the flashbang kills and that kind of thing and it's been it's been very, very fun. It's been very fun. And, and the shotguns too, actually. I think that makes sense because you, you went through the whole process. Like you've, you were first to go to the map for quests, right? Hmm. So you had to like pull up the map or the YouTube guide or whatever. And you, you're still like fumbling around. But like eventually you start to learn to spawn. You start to learn like people's hmm. behavior. And then you can apply all that knowledge to like really yeah. pushing yourself to the limits in terms of like your playstyle, the aggressiveness, you know. Exactly, and then and then you apply the gear on top, and then it's yes. like right now I win got my fight. The, yeah. Yes, you got everything working yeah. in your favor at that point. Yeah.
but it's almost like yeah gear is kind of like the end it's like the end of the story yeah. you know? it's that it's that yeah. little tweak that sort of just turns your just like turns your game up that little notch but um i mean the thing is right stuff happens you know i was in the it's, it's funny because a lot of people don't really like the forklift spawn and um i was in there and i had somebody on the on the left hand side and i looked across and i was like kind of waiting waiting for them and i got mm-hmm. one tapped by somebody down glass corridor i didn't i looked i checked <laughs> yeah. it like i didn't even i checked it and i was just like okay there's no one there and i was like you know holding this angle of it uh-huh. and uh, and just doink and that was it so you know stuff still happens it's yeah it's life and that's tarkov and you get one tap mm-hmm. sometimes but um yeah i think this like it's that kind of like bootstrapping thing right it's like you start with, with very little you try to like min max it as you gain an experience you can kind of you have to like kind of like match your gear to your experience level right it's like the more yeah. comfortable you get it's kind of all goes hand in hand it's like you know you don't you don't there's no point really running more gear until you have more knowledge but until you have the knowledge then you know you're going to die because your gear's rubbish and so it's like you slowly scale it up and that also goes with like the general economy of your own pmc too um it's uh it's an yeah it's an interesting one i think like i'm focusing so much more this wipe on the two different sides of it it's just like your pmc in the game as your character and then the stash value you have and then you as your own personal the skill person which yeah. is the thing i think is important and i sometimes lose track of for sure yeah labs was supposed to be the next map for me to learn but i switched to reserve because well this lab so that's that would be the next the next phase for me yeah officially a, learning a lot of labs. people complaining about labs like especially the guys who are really good and made yeah. labs for a long time There's a lot of them who are not playing labs anymore which is a bit like it kind of puts you off right you think hmm maybe i maybe i won't bother um a lot of them playing shoreline apparently um See, i've heard interchange is the new because you can you get one or two graphics cards and that's like three mil <laughs> You know, yes, like labs, labs could never really compete with that. I don't think. Yeah, and then you got to pay the fee, which is more expensive now. It's like three hundred. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I saw on Twitter too, the there's a there's a craft in the hideout that uses twelve labs key cards. I think it's for a purple. Labs yeah, card. I think it's purple. Yeah, and so the, that's like driven the price of labs cards up. So they're like super expensive. And then yeah, yeah. anyways, a whole other story. But yeah, it's it's um. It's it's yeah it's a it's a weird one it's a weird one because like everybody everybody kind of starts on customs like it's, it's funny I've like gone through a love hate relationship with customs I think but yes I hate customs now you hate, <laughs> hate customs it. now oh I love customs now I actually really like it now oh really like, yeah like yeah, I, I like that at the sure. start but now I hate it <laughs> I wasn't sure when I kind of have never hated customs I've mm. always just like I was quite scared of like the choke points when I first started playing because I didn't know yeah. about any of this stuff. It's so weird how the maps feel so different when you're when you've like played for like a you know a couple of years yeah. or something. It's like I remember like just the feeling of like claustrophobia in the map in general, just being like, oh, there's a there's a wall here, and like how do I get through? And like I'm stuck. Like how, it's just like so trapped. And to be fair, this was before the um before the expansion, and that did open it out quite a lot. And I was so torn when they when they released that expansion in the first place. Um, but I actually really like the way the map flows now. I think it's I think it's good. I think it's really really good. I, I like it. Yeah. And um, yeah, as I said, it's kind of like hotspots that are like disconnected by with enough space between them, so that you're not all just like stumbling over each other all the time. But you kind of know where people are going to be. You know, that's that's what I quite like about it. It's like you sort of have like a after a bit, you get like a good game sense as well. Like people are likely to be even if you haven't heard them or seen them. 
Um, and I guess even that thing of just like hearing the ambient sounds in the map and being like, okay, that's over there. It's probably this person fighting this person. They're probably yes. in these positions, that kind of thing. And, um, and that kind of like makes me really like customs. Cause I guess like, it's funny cause everybody starts with customs and a lot of people yeah. just continue to play customs later on. It's not just like, it's not like the noob map or anything. It's, um, I like the fact that people still do play it quite a bit. What would you mm-hmm. actually? What would you say is your favorite map then, out of all of them? Interchange. It's interchange. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, it's probably because I have the most playtime on it, and yeah, and even before graphics cards went up in price, I've always thought interchange was like the best way to make, uh, or the best map to make money. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it probably is true. It probably is true. I'm like kind of for me, it's sort of a. I feel like I feel like you can't really say factory. I wouldn't say that factory is like necessarily. It's weird, like because factory is not really a map. Factory is more like yeah. a, I don't know, it's a way of life. It, it gets a special special it, mention it for sure really, for me like, as well. Yeah, it doesn't feel. I feel like if there's a list, you can't really put factory as, as number one. I think it can only go in like joint. And I do think it is actually probably joint between customs and, and factory for me now at this point. Mm-hmm. I I really want to say shoreline, but I'm not good enough at resort. I I would say like my my number one top probably is like the outside of shoreline. Like there's nothing there. There's no there's no loot really or anything. But I just yeah. like the way that the fights develop. Like I I genuinely yeah. like the exterior fighting. And it's one of the only maps where there's enough. It's quite funny actually because people think about woods as a sniping map and like yeah it is that's fine. But shoreline has a lot of open areas that are actually much wider and less much few much fewer trees than anything else. Right? There's a quite a lot of woods. And I don't know whether you've noticed this when you're playing woods that you end up in like close range engagements 50% of the time at least because you both don't see each other until you're <laughs> yeah, right next to yeah, each other yeah. and then you're just like oh god and everybody's got like you know some huge scope on it. it ends up being some like hilarious point blank motion battle one guy trying to complete Tarkov shooter 8 and someone else he's trying to get like shooter board in heaven yeah um, it ends up being quite hilarious but like shoreline i've had some like decent long range fights you know things like my kind of old haunts sort of like somewhere on the west side ridge by power station and you can like look up to the where the pylons are and like that kind of thing and i've i don't know i like the i like the way that the 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 map plays out but i'm just not i'm not good enough for resort to really call it my number one which is why customs tied with like factory is kind of like a side note has to go has to go at the top i think but it is it is so closely followed by shoreline i just like it i really do i just like it and so then I guess to like uh maybe we should like include on um yeah like what what would be like our final thoughts on how to improve on a map yeah i mean i guess on i'll a, go, on a, learn a new map yes please i guess i'll go first then i suppose so it's like stage 1 like look at the look at the map on the <laughs> Pull wiki up the map on your Pull second up monitor the map or on phone. the second monitor look at it on the wiki Play it in offline mode. Understand the yeah. uh, the extraction points and how they work, because otherwise you just like there's there's barely any point in playing, right? And then it's learning the spawns, understanding kind of where people um, can get to within the first couple of minutes and where the hot spots are on the map that people go to. Because what you're going to do really is just like look at the map. You're going to take every spawn. You're going to draw lines in your head from every. Um, every spawn point and this is kind of like interchanges like literally just like spawns around the outside and everybody just straight into the middle which yeah is quite is quite nuts so you'd like figure that out 
And then it's um, and then it's kind of things like, you know, okay, well, now that I have this knowledge about where people are going to be, like, can I cut someone off if I know where where I th- where I think they might be going from their spawn point? Can I then intercept them and and kill them? And that's kind of like where the I've you know I have often uh, contrasted Tarkov to like a game of chess in the opening. Right, there's only so many set moves that you can do at the start, and it kind of um, you can kill somebody right at the beginning if you if you do if you do the right combination, which definitely happens a lot. But yeah, so like figuring out the spawns probably the next one. And then um, spawns combined with hotspots, and then yeah, and then after that, and then it's just general general map knowledge, I think, and like trying yeah. to learn like the buildings, the angles, um, hidden caches, as people have said in chat, which are which are important for for making money and that kind of thing. Um, and I guess that's like that's the point I'm at with with interchange for me is just kind of like need to learn like more of the minutia. I don't know all of the all of the routes and how to get from place A to place B. Like if you if you just dumped me somewhere and said right go to this place i wouldn't be able to tell you the quickest route right and you until you have like that down and it's just kind of muscle memory where to go then you don't have like the fluidity to be able to like outplay people and that makes it really tough yeah well said i think the biggest takeaways from this experience is um baby steps slash moderation you know i'd like i'm even noticing on my experience on reserve is that i've i've died to spawns therefore i'm more aware or i've killed people at spawns because i've died from those spawns and i know that i can rush this area to you know get this loot but then from there i don't really have all that other foundational work of the map flow and map knowledge so i'm still like kind of fumbling my way to the extract you know mm-hmm. if i i may get caught off guard you know that's kind of the experience um and the second thing i would say is uh run budget on <laughs> when you're slurring a new map don't bring out your best gear yeah because most likely you're going to die it's something that I, I i just yeah i took for granted i didn't even think about but when i go labs next wipe i'm going to just come in with a five seven and a packa wish me luck you know <laughs> i think that's also something that like i was doing as well in terms of like taking in budget gear and just try to take in like short range stuff. Cause like, you're not, you're probably not going to be shooting long range if you don't know the angles. So I've ended up, I don't know. There's like, sometimes I was just taking in like some really, really cheap stuff with like a EKP strapped on the side and, and that's mm-hmm. it, you know, just to try and figure things out. 6B 43 TM, whatever it's called, the Ragman, the, the Ragman rig, yes, the classic, yes, what everyone the classic, uses. Yeah. That guy, maybe a Ratnik helmet, you know, yeah. any old gun with BT in it. I don't. To be honest, I don't really use that that setup. I use things like the MP7 with FMJ and that kind of thing. Cause I think it's better. But uh, you know, just just something that's like effective, cheap, simple. You can you won't gonna, you're not going to cry over that kit. You're probably going to get half of it back. Um, yeah, for sure. You'll probably get the armor back unless the yeah. scav loots it. But I mean, yeah, the six Bs like it's they just... come back all the time. Those rigs yeah. they come back constantly because they're like horrible to repair. They they don't have any two slot like two by twos in them so they're just awful to put stuff in mm-hmm. um and they barely save any space and they're also like heavy as hell and yeah. so they just come back all the time it's come back all the time um yeah and, and that's it right you just like and you just start running it and you start running it and don't worry about the losses and uh yeah treat everything as a learning experience exactly you're, you're paying dying for is learning <laughs> you pay you pay for experience you pay for experience and you and you set your kit up so that you can run it multiple times there's actually yeah. something like a um there's like very quick point on like I've, 
like an idea of something that I'm probably going to put out. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. I have like a bit of experience from my uni days of uh, playing poker. And I actually do think there's quite a lot of crossover. And I'm, I want to make Ooh. a whole thing about a, uh, about the crossover. Cause it's a bit like, you know, if you're going in with, with a kit, I see. you need to yeah. be able to be able to run that kit like 10 times without going bankrupt. Right. And that's like very similar to having, you know, you only play with so much money out of the pot that you have that you've got allocated to playing the game because you can, you know, you can lose like 10 hands. Um, it's, there's actually quite a lot of similarities. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, Ooh, this is a fun idea. So I'm, I'm kind of like, that's like a bit of a work in progress, but I think it's, I think it's useful. I think there's some useful takeaways from, from, you know, gambling games in Tarkov because it is, it has a very similar um, profile yeah. in some ways. Um, there's actually one other thing that I think is really interesting. Probably one of the most interesting things about this whole concept is that in a lot of games, you can see what you did wrong. In games like Tarkov, when you get shot and you don't know where from, it makes it hard to connect the yes. learning curve up. And sometimes, because of the way that like ammo works or desync or whatever you want to call it, like there's lots of different factors. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can do all the right things and die anyway. And that's exactly the same in like. You know, if you have a great hand and you make all the right decisions and, you know, you're, the decision that you make in the long run has a positive value attributed to it, but sometimes you lose anyway. Mm. And that breaks a lot of people because it breaks the traditional feedback loop of, I do the right thing and I get rewarded for it. And Tarkov actually has exactly the same game loop, which is that you do the right thing and you, most of the time you will win and sometimes you don't. And it's like, the same it's the same concept and i think that it's uh there's, there's something valuable there but anyway that's for that's for another time it's for another time just something to think about how are we uh doing on time when do we get started a couple of minutes oh what is my uh 58 minutes 58 minutes okay well, so should we wrap it up or I'm I'm happy to wrap it up. I think that's that's kind of like neat, yeah. neatly neatly packages what we had to say. I'm I'm, I, I'm I happy. I just feel bad because we we still haven't. I was like last episode, I was like let's make a real effort to talk about the weapon spotlight. Oh god, I even weapon. forgot. I actually forgot completely. Dude. I genuinely forgot completely. Like maybe it's even <laughs> worth just doing it as its whole thing. I don't know. We need to think yeah. about how to do that to be honest, because it's uh, again, it's probably one that. You think like, oh, well, that's probably just going to be a little segment or something. And then you spend like an hour and 20 minutes talking nonstop about gun modding. Which um, honestly is kind of what I thought this was going to be, but it turned into something better. So, OK, good. good. Yeah, good. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I always love to exceed expectations. Yeah. <laughs> cool, guys. Cool. Well, that wraps it up. We'll uh, have this upload on YouTube on Monday morning if you didn't catch it all here live. and. uh Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Cool. Catch you later.